nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome, Nerdables, to episode 107. This week we are going to be talking The Walking Dead's record numbers for the season premiere. Doug Lyman may be directing Gambit at Channing Tatum's request. Supergirl has a 90-minute pre- premiere. Why the Last Man will be on FX, it looks like. Uh, Marvel is super late on all new, all different adventures uh, and most of their X-Men titles. And Hideo Kojima finally and is confirmed leaving Konami after three decades. And then there's this little indie film that's been got a trailer released today that we should be talking about. Um, I think it's what Star Fight, Star Battles, Star Star Wars, right? Something like that. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. No, um, we got to be talking about that and the season premiere of Rebels, as well as there was one other Star Wars news that I was going to say. Anyways, if I remember when we're talking about Star Wars, we'll talk about. It. So joining me are Ethan, Chris, and Sebastian. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey. So we'll start right off with Ethan's favorite talk- topic, so he can stop talking the rest of the night. The Walking Dead. I thought you'd want to keep me without talking more. <laughs> well, that we gotta save your voice for the 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 Walking Dead cast. Oh, is that? That's it? what we got to do. Oh, okay, cool. Because that's your turn. You know, that's when you get to actually speak your mind. Uh, so, anyways, we are now the second week of The Walking Dead, but The Walking Dead season premiere opened to record numbers. Did it? Because I heard otherwise. I heard yeah. that the season premiere is actually it's the lowest the since lowest season, season three. It was the lowest orig- first night watching, but when they added all the DVR numbers, mm. it picked it back up. Right. It still had really big. It still had really big numbers, but it was the lowest since season three. Do we, Chris? Do you know what the numbers were? I'm looking at it. It right was fourteen. It was fourteen point five. I thought. No, yeah. it's almost twenty million. Yeah, that's after they that's added the, the, the live. The, the live plus three was fourteen. Uh, the Life Plus Three bring the total viewership to almost twenty million. Right, right. But the actual day was like. Well, I think yeah. last last season the the live broadcast brought in like seventeen point one. Right, million. and that was before the DVR. So, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, like that tells you, you know, at least three more, uh, like three million people more watched after five than they did six. Well, at least in the first three days. Well, no, I'm st- I'm just talking about the first the, night. The oh, night the first night, night. right? Wait, and again, it's it's one of the, the the TV landscape is shifting, the viewership is shifting. So I know for there's probably a lot of people who panicked at mm-hmm. AMC that first night, mm-hmm. but then you know it's also well perspective guys. You gotta, you gotta well, there's a couple of things everybody that, doesn't watch on the day of anything. Well, it's also that I think they had two really big things going against it. Number one is it was a 90 minute episode instead yes. of an hour. Correct. And two, the fall ones always hurt because they go up against Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Well, you so had there was big, also a baseball game. There's you had yeah. you have um uh yes, you have the baseball playoffs and um uh the NFL. What was it? It was the 49ers and Giants. Mm-hmm. Which is huge, but New York's a huge market. And, but still know, the Giants are gonna still yeah, Sunday night football, Sunday night football. Didn't the right. Cu- the Cubs and Mets play, didn't they? I believe so, yes. Which that right there, I mean that's gonna take a lot yeah. of viewership. So it's, right. it's everybody a lot of live viewership prediction to come true. Well last so. exactly. yeah. it was the it was the Dodgers and Mets though, wasn't it? On Sunday, what, whatever it was, whatever yeah, whatever game it was, it was a playoff game. It was a big. It, it was yeah, it was Dodgers Mets. The Mets won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean that that obviously is going to hurt the first night viewing. If yeah, because live viewership. The, there's a reason why these sports television companies are paying record 
insane record amounts for um, the rights to broadcast sports is because it's the only thing that is consistently watched live anymore. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Time Warner Cable didn't give the Dodgers $4 billion for the rights to not broadcast Dodger games in 90% of the homes in L.A. Mm. For no reason. It was, hey, people are going to watch this, and this is the only time that we can sell beer and cars and right. go into any Insurance. Place. And yeah. uh, the then, one thing I do wonder, though, I know uh, Nielsen had talked about for a while that if you skipped commercials on your DVR, they wouldn't count your viewing as a view- true viewership numbers because there was no ad revenue from it. So I wonder if that still applies or if they actually ever did enact that. But another thing I'm also thinking is what about people who strictly watch online? Right, like through AMC's website or you know whatever else streaming service or that illegally. Well, see that, and that's where that's as Sebastian mentioned, the landscape of television is changing right. because that is happening more and more. A lot of people are starting to leave their cable or mm. satellite provider because they're wanting an a la carte type you know deal. Right, and well, I, the yeah. more that these the, these stations start to have their own apps and their own streaming the more it's going to happen. I don't watch CBS because they're not on Hulu. They're yeah. the only company that opted out, so I, I really mm. don't care to There's a lot of people that. that watch on Hulu because you're going yeah. to get it either the same night or the next night. Right. Well, I pay 11 bucks commercial-free mm-hmm. on Hulu. I pay like 11 bucks for Netflix, which then picks up anything else that is on other networks right. for the most yeah. part. Plus, uh, my Amazon Prime... Which has pretty much the same stuff. I was gonna say Amazon Prime usually gets the FX stuff. They usually do get FX stuff, but uh, again, it's pretty much the same stuff as Netflix. Because Netflix will get FX stuff too eventually. Right. So uh, I mean, with those three alone, I've basically covered all of my television watching. Right. And you think about that's maybe what upwards of thirty dollars a month. And right. You don't have to buy right. all these that, extra that, channels. Well, and, and not that. even that because my Amazon Prime is a hundred bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so calculates to so about eight dollars a month. Yeah, so I would, I would put myself maybe just under thirty because it'd be about twenty seven, twenty eight bucks. Right. So, yeah, and that's still far Which, cheaper than a cable or satellite subscription right. will ever be because what? That's at well, least you can get like a basic a package there. for like thirty bucks with like Directv or Time Warner. So right. You can't and really, you won't get a whole lot. Um, versus, you know, what you can get with... Right, but it's also, you got to pay for your box, you got to pay for the dishes. You're yeah. renting the box every month, for every month. Right, You're right. renting, yeah, you got to rent the equipment and things like that. how this turned into our debate on um, <laughs> satellite TV or cable TV. <laughs> but even so, with cable, you still got to pay for the box right. a month, too. But yeah, there's a lot of cord cutters, and I know, I mean, I know people my age hmm. are heavy cord cutters because the internet is more accessible. So I know there's still... It's a, also hipper. I don't think it's I don't think it's hip at all, really. It, it's nothing like, oh, look at you, old man, with your cable and your satellite box. You're no, so old. I, I don't. For me, it's just a matter of convenience because with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, I can at least go. All right, Muppet Show aired Tuesday night. Well, I'm doing stuff Tuesday night. I don't really care. Oh, I can it's, watch it Wednesday night. I can watch it Wednesday night, whatever, and then just go back and. But, but the internet does even more of what your DVR would do before. Right. Because you can, if, if you're someone who has no problem watching it on an iPad or a phone, yeah. you can watch it It'll wherever, it whenever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, friend, uh, my friend Doug cut the cord last year, and that's what he does now. He watches everything on his iPad. He takes the bus to work now. And so he watches everything on his iPad on the way to work. Right. And it's, he has access to everything that he wants to watch. And he wasn't a big, um, he wasn't someone that was watching uh, uh, scripted television when it was on. It, it, the only thing, like me, the only thing that he watches live is sports. The only thing I watch live anymore is sports. 
There isn't anything that I can think of. And even they offer subscriptions now just to there's watch. Some, yeah, there's, you, like you if can you have get, an Apple TV or mm-hmm. a Roku box. If you have well, a Roku even, box, you can get NHL Game Center. Yeah. You know, for me, I, honestly, if I really wanted to, I could cut the cord for there. But my, you know, where I live, right, my parents, you know, I'm living with my parents again. Yeah, might as well use it if you've yeah. got it. They, well, they're just like, well, they're, they were not going to be able to figure out how to watch the programs they want to watch on it. But a lot of sports, you have ESPN now, you have Fox Go, you have a lot of those where you can pick them up. But... It's one of those things where, you know, I mean, even with my DVR, I still end up watching a lot of stuff either the next night or the night, you know. Only the shows that I really go, okay, I've got to sit down tonight and watch this mm-hmm. are the ones that I make sure that I watch I live. I, I guess I've gotten to the point where there's nothing. I, I don't have a single show. Yeah. And, and it's not so much, that's not, I, I, not, that doesn't relate to quality of the programming. It's just that because I can just go like, Oh, I miss, you know, whatever. It's on tonight. I'll watch it tomorrow. Whatever. But even a lot of the, la- the even... last single episode that I can think of that I made sure I sat down and watched live was the finale of Lost. Really? That's how long it's been. But see, even even some of the shows that, that would, I, yeah, I that watched. Would be around the same time for me, too. Not Lost specifically, but just like before the internet got big for watching television. Uh, yeah, what was that? 2008, 9 ish? Six seasons from four, so it's 2010 or 2011. 2011. Yeah. yeah, that's about right. For me. But see, even, even some of the shows that I watch the same night, uh, they're not necessarily live. There'll be something I've watched, you know, it recorded and then half hour, you know, or an hour later, I end up watching it. So, you know, I'm still fast-forwarding through the commercials through a lot of that, which, you know, if I waited the next day, if I decided I really wanted to cut the cord, you know, then I could and just, you know, I mean, but there are shows that I watch on HBO and Stars and, there's things like you know, and the now night. HBO Go and HBO Now. You just pay, yeah, like eleven bucks a month. To... Yeah. Which is funny. Like I think I, I looked at it every time. Everything that I would like to sign up for as like an a la carte package. Yeah, it would still cost as much as if I decided to get like a Direct TV. See, that's that's one of the things. As this becomes more and more fractured, we talked about this with Netflix. It's like Netflix used to be the only place that had all the streaming movies, and then as everyone like, well, we want a piece of this pie now too. You're talking about you used to be able to like, oh, we can stream almost everything that's available is on Netflix, and it's like 10 bucks a month. And now it's, well, no, it doesn't have anything anymore because all these different companies have removed stuff from it, and you have stuff like Amazon, and you have different apps and different if different mm-hmm. services, and now every single one of them want $10. You're like, okay, I'm back to like 60 70 bucks a month just to get entertainment. It's kind of odd. See, a, lot of can... apps, a lot of the apps, a lot of the apps, I mean, like the FX or the, or the Fox app, you have to have an existing cable company. HBO Go mm-hmm. is the same way. I was, if you, ESPN, you had to have watch ESPN, ESPN and uh, Fox and Go. Yeah, you have to you have to have a, a cable or satellite service already. That's well, and, like and a lot of them. They're now. also they're also um, they're connected to specific companies. For a long time, the mm-hmm. Fox app didn't. If you, if you had DirecTV, the TV. Fox yeah, Direct even, even some w- companies still do that too. Mm-hmm. Even with the Fox app, if you have DirecTV, you're limited to some of the stations that they offer with the, their viewing. Yeah, they have this, like this weekend with uh, the Marshall game, I had to use my dad's account because well, that's no, that's because of regionality. Right, exactly. Regionality is different. It, I'm talking about if if the Fox app has everything that's in Fox's. <coughs> I'm talking about the the, the, the Fox app area. has everything that's in prime time, at the same You're, time. As far as like regular, yes. yeah. If you want to watch, yeah. If you want to watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, you can watch it on right. the Fox app. What I was saying is, when it first came out, they didn't have a deal with Directv, sure. so you couldn't do it. One of the problems with HBO now not available through Roku, right? This See, drives me up the wall. I, I would pay for that. I would totally get that. But I was like, I, I'm not going to change, and I'm not going to go out and buy Apple. 
you know, TV or whatever that does everything my Roku box already does just because HBO is too stupid to make a deal with the biggest provider of that type of service. I could see Apple or Roku or Amazon Fire coming up with a way to have an a la carte with these apps. So you, you know, whatever subscription they fee they come up with that they're going to be able to pay these guys, these, you know, these individual providers that you pay Apple Seventy dollars a month, and you get to pick which apps that you can. That would view. be too much for me. That would be more much. than likely. Thirty more, bucks is already my, more than likely. Kind of what off. they'll huh. do is that everything will be tiered. Yeah. If you yeah, want to buy, I mean. I mean, that's basically what a cable channel is. Right. ESPN has the highest cable fees mm-hmm. of anyone because of their the way their contract is. If you have Roku and you want the ESPN channel on your Roku, that's going to cost you ten dollars. Mm-hmm. If you want, you know, the Home and Garden Network, that's a buck. Right. FX is going to be $8 or whatever. Whatever it's going to be, it may not be that high, but you're going to see the same thing. When people said, oh, a la carte's the answer, no, because a la carte's going to be way too expensive. Yeah, I kind of well, because you have to pay. orders the home and garden network. But, it's just, but what I'm saying is kind of someone who really idea. enjoys home and garden. Come, this comes it? from the man who see, watches nearly all of the see, reality I shows. I, like, I, there's a lot of talk of that, but then I go, well, that's just another way to drive people to piracy again. Yeah. And Ooh, let's watch this grass grow. Right, but that's the thing. Netflix, well, that's the thing. Well, is, the way is Netflix you have handles to... their shows, they, they buy TV shows to air on Netflix based on what's pirated mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. And that's how they do it. And Amazon also has a similar system. Because yeah, it's a conveniency thing of... Yeah. If, because piracy, it, as easy as it is, it's still easier to just turn on your Netflix, right? Mm. For the mm. most part, maybe not for Sebastian because he's a, he's a, just totally on this. For me, so, well, anyways, yeah, it's the Sebastian me, already has the Star Wars movie in his hard drive right now. <laughs> well, it was like like but he didn't pre-order. Well, it. no, I didn't pre. I, I would rather. I'd, well, it's a movie. Uh, they're not going to change the movie on you. Oh, after your they, you are going to. You're supposed to download the. I'm sorry. Did you just say they're not going to change the Star Wars movie on you? <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> Uh, well, it's the, the... You're going to have to download the bonus features and the bonus scenes, all right? Well, they did that with the Star Trek movie on the Blu-rays. That every retailer got a specific special feature, mm-hmm. and the only way to get all the special features was to buy seven different Blu-rays. But now when you when you buy the digital copy that's you know, available... No, even, even for iTunes and your all of them, and stuff, they all had different special features. Well, no, no, what I mean is, but out. now, yes, for that, for that specific you know, situation. But now... When you, you know, how they do the movies like a month early sometimes, you get all the bonus features with it. Yeah. If, unless it's going to be something that's exclusive to a certain but store. No, it's like, uh, and then like, when their servers crash, you don't have with, it anymore. Like BBC America, when they get Doctor Who, they get the versions that are edited for commercials because yes. Americans love commercials in their television shows. And BBC doesn't have to have commercials right. because well, it's... they have commercials in between programs. Yes. Right? So it's like, it's like, why am I going to wait not only until 9 o'clock at night, but for something that is edited? Oh, it's East Coast time. Not, you get it at 6. Uh, yeah, regardless. That's, <laughs> but it's still, it's edited for commercials. Yes. They cut out lines. They cut out B stories. Like, no, screw you guys. I'll go pirate it and then go buy the Blu-ray later. Uh, <laughs> so that way he makes sure they get their money so he doesn't feel bad. No, I don't feel bad. <laughs> uh, so anyways, the Walking Dead season premiere happened. Oh, is that what we were talking yes. about? Yes. Um, we did cover it on last week's uh, The Dead Cast. Make sure you guys check out every week, because Ethan and I will be doing The Walking Dead Cast every week. Every week? Every I'm week. Sure. And Are sometimes Chris will be on it. Because that worked out for Fear of the Walking Dead? Well, Fear of the Walking Dead was... Yeah. Well, we kind of we were kind of almost giving up on that show. <laughs> we almost <laughs> did give up. So, you guys all watched it. Yes? No? No. Yes. You didn't see the season premiere yet? No, I haven't. Uh, just go 
watching when I get home. I've been watching okay. other stuff. Then we won't discuss. Well, for those, of, were you happy with the way the season premiere happened, Ethan? Yeah. I mean, I know you and I, I discussed it. it. Chris, what did you think of it? What did I think of it? I don't know. Did I'm you not watch it either? No, I watched it. Oh, okay. Actually, which is actually odd for me. He can't remember. Which season? I think it was season two, or I think I was four weeks behind yes, at one point. Yes, I, I came here, and, and Rich is just like, have you watched it? I'm like, no, I have like four of them in there. What? What the hell? Like, I don't know. I got to one where Daryl's like walking through a house, and I just fast-forwarded through about ten minutes. <laughs> and nothing happened. I'm like, why am I watching this? We should go. Um, no, we should stop. Oh, season two. We should go. We should watch season two again. No, we should not. All yes, I we should. Is Teenage Mutant Ninja Morgan. So that was whatever. That was awesome. <laughs> yes, Teenage Mutant. Uh, I don't know. the The black and white thing was interesting, but it was also sort of a. I don't. I think I fall in the camp of it was black and white just to be black and white. Like our viewers are too stupid to figure out the difference. Well, I mean that's kind of they. No, what they talked about that. Yeah, I mean it's very concrete that the black and white was the flashbacks. Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's it was to me it was saying, okay, we don't think our our, our viewership is smart enough to figure out. Rick's got a whole bunch of bandages. He doesn't have as many bandages. They're in the compound. They're out of the compound. So let's make sure it goes black and white. It was it was an interesting choice. I I liked the choice because it was to me it felt like it was a throw to the comic book, and I mm-hmm. would enjoy having all of the flashbacks from now on be black and white. Because I just, I just it, look, it, I've okay. gone through three seasons at Arrow. I don't need flashbacks anymore. <laughs> No more flashbacks. <laughs> well, flashbacks are also a big no-no in storytelling unless you actually can do a solid flashback. But no, I, I, as... A flashback as, works if you use it. With, like, if you use it once for this, yeah. it was to kind of set this thing apart. What Arrow does is its flashbacks are continually... It's part this of is what happened to Ollie, and look how it ties into now. And that's great the first season. You're right. And the second season, you're like, okay. By the end of the third season, you're like, for the love of God. Well, have you watched the, this season? Sorry? Yeah, and I'm like, just, just... Tell the damn story already. Yeah. I don't need to see him. Plus, there's no tension on it. Of course, he gets off the island and all that stuff. And the fact that every flashback is he... I, I think he goes back to the island 45 times. Oh, he does. It's well, now he cut his hair in the flashback, yeah. which doesn't make sense to way, how long his hair was in the... So, anyway. Well, it depends on how far the flashback well, you know, is. The but more, you use something the like... The more you remember thing, the more your memory degrades. So and he started remembering himself with the regular hair. Yeah. <laughs> when, it, when it's a plot device... It gets tiresome. In a case of something like Lost, where it was much more of a character device, mm-hmm. it was to see these characters in their lives beforehand and how the island had changed them, it works. Because it wasn't something very specific like, on the island, they have to shoot somebody. Look at this character five years ago that had to shoot somebody. What right. devices will they make? It was, on the island, he has to shoot somebody. And he's not going to. Before, he was a torturer. And right. he actually murdered people all the time. Mm. And the, the you know it was just that that's what interesting to I don't think they'll use well I haven't seen the second episode do you have flashbacks in the second episode well in terms of like the whole, in the well, beginning the very very little, beginning yeah. okay um, but, they but they've used that before too. Did they do it in yes. black and white too no no and that was kind of disappointing see that's the that's the see, other that, point that I the, because they've done flashbacks they go back when you know they show um, uh, Shane mm-hmm. when Rick first gets gets hurt. They've had flashbacks to times before, and right. they haven't had them in black, black and white. Right. So stylistically, to jump to this for one single episode, 
doesn't make sense. Doesn't fit in. Right. And no, that was well, part and of and what... And as cynical as uh, what you said, Sam, it, it's very, very true from a television standpoint, especially from storytelling. Like, I, 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 I'm pretty sure that that's exactly the reason, is that we're not sure if people can figure out if it's a flashback, so we have to change... You know, it's either put Vaseline on the lens or do the haze mm-hmm. around the street. <laughs> star wipe, but no, black and white. Oh, star wipe would have been great. <laughs> but see, and, you know, and, and that's how I felt last night watching it was that if they would have done the fir- the flashback scene, which was the A opening scene, it would stay consistent with it. It would have been great. I would have, I would have felt the same way, you know, yes, it, to me, like I said, it felt like a, a throwback to the comic, which is great, you know, to give that black and white, like they did, they did the first season, and you remember when they went back and they did the whole thing? They did a black. black and white version of it. Right, which was cool. But this, if they would have done, if they would have stayed consistent. they can't do that with this episode. <laughs> well, if they would have stayed consistent for this whole season, at least, anytime they show a flashback, or even if it's at the beginning. But I think it's it's a tough thing. You can't stay consistent for a season well, with even, something that, that is such a physical device. It's not a tone device. Again, we'll go back to Lost Years Especially of Flashbacks. I, I assume they're covering for, like, because the show takes place in, like, this quasi-real time where the gap between seasons is literally the gap the characters experience in the show is what I've noticed from season to season. Except this season. Okay. This season, well, immediately. Well, this season, season takes the, exactly... Well, season front. four well, no, five doesn't season, either. Even last season happened right after... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Four's in there in the trucker. No, it, I think it's only season, like, three Two or four. Two and three. Or three and four. Whatever, whenever Carl season, started growing up. Season two, season two is the farm explodes. Season three, it is it is like a couple road, weeks later when be, they find the prison. Between season one and season two, they took six months. Between season two and three, two and three, there was six months because it skipped winter. Yeah. Right, and then well, when they get to the when they got to the coming. when they got to the. Prison that slash that was season two to uh, season, season three. three. That was also a couple months of a joke. Well, I think in like season three, Andrea... well, season three was the prison. Season, season two ended with season two was the farm. Right? Yes, yeah. season two ended the farm, and you see the last thing you see is the yeah, prison. Shot in the, the prison in the background. But didn't they like go around it or something like that? Because season three, it took them forever to get to it. Yeah, because they skipped winter. Yeah, and then, and then they, they skipped... manicured the lawns. Yes, prison, yes. They... And then that's when they started. No, the zombies are like goats; they just eat everything. They started. They they started planting shit and you know yeah, growing and then they crops. Got to, and, and then they got to that was between three and to four. Woodbury, mm-hmm. and Woodbury was also a bit of a jump too. Yes. Yeah. So so and they did show a flashback of that because they showed Andrea how Andrea and Michonne hooked up. Yes. This is saying it. There's yeah. flashbacks in the show that are Cover, all in different yeah. sense of time. There's flashbacks to before the apocalypse. There's flashbacks to right after it. Mm-hmm. There's flashbacks to a few months ago in right. the case of Andrea and Michonne. And here you have a flashback, which is literally hours before the show starts. Well, at in, the beginning of the show, you have the moment where they're at the, the ravine or whatever, the quarry. For, don't spoil for Sebastian. He's seen it. I, I don't, <laughs> he doesn't care. Sebastian doesn't care. I don't care about spoilers. The, the zombies <laughs> kill everybody, and the season is over. Oh, really? Yep. I mean, First, that's why it's 90 minutes. Like, goodbye, time, folks. This time, they finale. would finally not kill anybody. Hey, goodbye, folks. Um, there, yeah. And Daryl walks off to the sunset. Daryl. Right. I had a dream Daryl died last night, and it fits so well in the show. And I was like, this, could, this is how you kill Daryl. I don't remember it now. But now, I just... now you're dreaming about Daryl. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the point. That the flashback in this is literally hours before. Okay, so so they just did like oh so but, yeah. There's they, all these different times. It sounds like and they again, did a little bit of a reason like, to... like, oh, you see a little bit of action. Then like now we need to explain why we're in this tense situation. Let's go back six hours. Well, and... as we're talking about it, 
I, I do realize it does seem like this was done solely to let the audience know, okay, now yeah. we're going back. Right. And to me, that's, that's, that's a total, well, yeah. it, to me, it's a total cop. I'm so sick. I, 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 I do so agree stupid. with yeah. that, but I also go, it's like, well, at least they did something a little creative with the flashback to, to tell you what point in time it was. It's, it's the, <laughs> every time I see it, it reminded me of NCIS. Because NCIS Star Star always Wayne. goes into the, um, when you come back from the, from the commercial break, or is it before, or whatever, there's basically a scene that it's leading up to. There's like a shot, and it's in black and white of you know Gibbs saying something, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" His and then you watch the whole thing, and that's the point it gets to, okay. and then it stops. Again. Well, it reminds me of like uh, was reading about like uh, for the movie Inception when they aired it in telev- when they aired it on TV in Japan, they actually did the uh, the level jumps in the corner of the screen because which makes sense because if you're watching something on tv and you get commercial breaks or you walk away you want to know where you are in the story and i feel like something like that would be useful or at least a a clever use of like mm-hmm. if we're doing flashbacks let's explain like this is 5.4 hours before kind of do that 24 thing which oh, where they do the clock at the where bottom they did the clock, yeah. which especially if you're going to do something that sounds as time sensitive so you're talking about Avenger Brothers season three yeah. opener, <laughs> which is the first time I watched it. I didn't understand what the hell was going on. Yeah. I realized the comic book was the key. Yeah, you needed uh, to know the chapters in uh, the first appearance of the Human Torch, the Android Human Torch. Uh, then what was also the fact that the 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 comic book, you saw the comic book getting better. Yes, because the first time I watched, it, I'm like, what the well, f is yeah, going it, yeah, on? It was like you would see one point where it was torn up, and another point where it was fine, it was pristine, and then it yeah. went another point when it was torn up. Yeah, but yeah, brilliantly the, done. To watch the episode, you needed to was it was it um was it um, amazing fantasy? No, it was amazing stories. Number one it was yeah. one of the early early Marvel comics. No, it was, it was Marvel Comics number one. Marvel Comics number which one, which is the first appearance of the, of, the original of the Android yeah, the Human Android Torch. Torch, and the episode was in the order. Uh, of the chapters in the book because it was an anthology. So you had to know, like, ah, okay, so you have to go through 15 minutes into the episode to know that's part one. So then you have to stop, rewind, fast forward to get the actual linear episode. It was, it was pretty great. So speaking of Marvel characters. Yes. Making a little segue here. I was wondering how we were going to get that segue. Uh, Doug Lyman, it seems to be like he's going to be directing Gambit. Um, that's a Fox movie, not a Marvel that, movie. Well, that's still... It's, uh, Gambit is a Marvel character. Is um, he? Cause, which is cause owned Fox. No, Marvel's going to get rid of all the X-Men because they're stupid and because they don't own them, so they're going to get rid of them. Do you it's going to happen. It'll happen like three years ago. I don't, there's, there's no X-Men titles anymore. But do you guys think this came about from when... Remember a few months ago we were talking about Channing Tatum not going to do Gambit? Well, he was going to do it, but... I, I, but then he all of a sudden he said he wasn't going to do it, and then a real quick they came back and said, okay, he's doing it. I don't, I don't think... Well, that he, was... well, he never said he wasn't doing it at all. It was People presumed he wasn't doing it, and I'm sure it's because there was some finalization in his contract that needed to go through, and the mole who sits under the desk with the stethoscope under the table the at the mole? meetings was like... <gasps> Oh my God! He may Need not be no in this. No star R M pick. And he, you know, he go he he pulls out his iPhone under the desk and like he may not be in the movie. And everyone runs with that story because you need the clicks. And, and I think you we need should mention money. that Sebastian said he pulled his iPhone out from under the desk and started typing like a typewriter. Yeah, so like, Sebastian was the mole. Yes. Yes. But well. I just wanted to make sure that everybody who can't see it yeah, knows you, motioning that he pulled out this big iPhone. iPhone. I pull out me yeah. 
this giant iPhone and start typing like a typewriter. It's my hipster typewriter. <laughs> I use it at the Starbucks to write my it, scripts it's the because iPhone. people need to know that I'm a writer and, you know, it's the only way I can ensure. The iPhone 25. It's, uh, Sebastian's got the first one. <laughs> so what do we think of Doug Liman as the director? I love Doug Liman. Yeah? Neutral? His stuff's fantastic. And it's not a bad neutral. It's like, I'm, I'm sure he'll do fine. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's... If, in case you don't know who he is, he directed Edge of Tomorrow, The Born Identity, The well, Born Ultimatum, the, well, the, the Born Trilogy. Doug Ly- no, he didn't do the whole trilogy. Well, he did the first. Didn't he? He did the first three films. Uh, no, Greengrass did the film. The first no, film. he did the first three films. He For directed. Uh, I have it right here. He he directed. He did Born, Identity. Identity, Born Supremacy, and Born Ultimatum. But what people don't know is he did I Just Want My Pants Back. What you don't remember is that Doug Liman started with that Go. That was a TV series. Though. And Go was a very different film. So when he did Born Identity, when he did Born, everyone was like, huh? And he did the TV show for Knight Rider. He did Jump, or Jumper. And actually, you know what? He, he's the producer I think he Jumper, produced, he? he's the executive producer on Edge of Tomorrow. Um, he should be the director of Edge of Tomorrow also. He's also, the, I think... Because he's, he's, doing, he's doing a Tom Cruise film right now. He's the director of Edge of Tomorrow. And he's supposed to be doing Edge of Tomorrow 2, which I don't know how you make a sequel to that film. Not only how you make a sequel, but how it made the money to justify... How, how the money it made justified a sequel. And that's not... Actually, that, that speaks nothing to the quality of the movie, which that is film fantastic. Is fantastic. But I love that how, movie. Like, that movie is shockingly funny, too. Yes, but he was also the executive producer on the, on the Night Rider remake. Oh, boy. Well, it's it's like you know, it's like oh, great director James Cameron, director of Piranha Two, you know. And actually, to correct myself, the Born Supremacy, uh, the whole Born trilogy, the original Born trilogy, he was only executive producer on. He didn't direct them. Yeah, so it's the same. Right. I'm I'm neutral. No, no, he direct he directed the Born Identity. He did not direct the other two. Oh, you're correct. He did direct. He did the first one, and then he was the executive producer. Of course, then he directed the OC. Because Paul Greengrass did Ultimatum and Supremacy. Oh, I forgot he directed Swingers. That was such a good movie. And he directed Mr. and Mrs. Jones, uh, The Heist, and he's got hits in Mrs. Fair Game. Yeah, but he's he's someone who's done this. But type he's done of really film good before. movies. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. He's I'm, directing Splinter Cell the movie. So it's going to be terrible. Okay. I didn't realize Splinter Cell the movie was uh, even coming out. It's pretty well. I'm sure somebody optioned it, and he's attached to direct. But it's one of those things where it's like it, you'll either get made or not made. I, I I'll believe it. It's slated like for games. 2017. Tom Hardy starring. Um, so it's still going to be terrible though. It, it, it's a video game movie. They and don't. Jonathan Frank and Jonathan uh, Frank John uh, Hughes. Wow. Yeah, Frank John Hughes is also. Uh, well, good for all of them. It's not going to be good though. He's writing it. Movie. Video game movies always well, that's come a, out bad. To, to go completely off on a tangent, has there ever been a video game movie that's good? Um, no. And I and I say like there are varying levels of bad. Resident Evil. I don't think. Uh, mm, <laughs> no. Uh, but I. But it's also because video games are a different kind of experience, and the translation from game to movie is very hard. Because games, while they have a linear story, they also have many tracks to get through a linear story uh, and the movie sort of takes out that fun element. Speaking of video game movies, uh, Super Mario Brothers was on That is an amazing but Discovery Channel movie. or something. I forgot how 
bad. It's, it's oh, that movie's terrible. It's horrible. But there are so many people that are star that were like oh, stars of the time some in great there. Great actors in that movie. Just a movie that is so awful. bad. It nothing to do with the video game at all. No, no. But then every video game movie has nothing to do with the video games. They just completely. Uh, Prince of Persia was okay to me. Oh, Prince oh of Persia God. was terrible. My God, man, no. <laughs> There's only one good thing in Prince of Persia, and it's the woman. <laughs> the it's woman the end credits. I'm sorry. The mm. movie. There was also a, why? Why is her name completely escaping? There was a who was the female lead in that in that film? Isn't it? Uh, oh my god! It absolutely kills me. Oh, it's uh, uh, Gamma Archman. Yeah. The, yeah. the reason why there's no Halo movie is because of every failure of a film that video game movies end up. Being. I was trying to think. I thought I thought there was a movie that <laughs> Doom. Ever, <laughs> Doom. Doom was bad. Tomb Raider, both of them. Tomb Raider, the first one was... Tomb Raider was terrible. That was probably the closest thing to being... You liked it because it was Angelina Jolie. Hot Angelina Jolie. Well, I think because the problem in a lot of those is, like he was saying, you you almost want to try and make it a video game, but you can't. You well, that's what that... Doom tried to do. Yeah. And no. I, and the stories are so... like In video games, there is... I mean, honestly, your... you can do Halo as just a sci-fi film, but you're going to get a lot of video games like there's not enough stuff from the video game in it. I don't right. know why it's not there. And it's also like the uh, for like so many re- like the reasons why they even stopped doing Halo like or at least making it's like it's like well we want to use the Master Chief but we were going to cast, you know, A-list actor number 57 who wants to take the helmet and he off. He needs the whole his time. helmet off and he needs to say more than three lines of dialogue because in the video games Let's finish the fight. He has he says could almost you, nothing. Could gun? you make a a Halo movie? With Master Chief, no. staying true to no. Master Chief, but no. having the supporting cast. No, he would have to. He would. He would have to be the supporting cast. Yeah, I he guess. would have to have somebody else as the main character. And they did that when they did like their Forward Unto Dawn series, where he shows up, he says one line, and then he disappears. You could have. Yeah, a, you could like, have because uh, if you were to make a Halo movie, you'd have to make it like in the Halo universe, right? You and no one's going to accept it if it's not Master. So you Chief. could have. You could right. have Scarlett Johansson being Cortana. So you have you know you she, see her no, all the time. She would not make a good Cortana, and that's I'm just, I'm just throwing just out because a name. she would be CG, and they could just use the model from the game. And the fact that you've said that failure, <laughs> you've got F, you've got an F minus on that. You've that's the F. that's that, that's boom. that's Sebastian's new film. You've I got will F. say though, the trailer for Halo Five is the closest thing to something I would have wanted to see in a movie. So so that's Halo the thing, Four you have, trailer was great, but then you pick all up those video game and you get to sort of make your own experience. And again, that's the, for me, that's, that's that the point of having a video game. Of a video game. Which, have you seen the live action Battlefront the trailer? That's no. hilarious. The one oh, for the is... PlayStation 4? The one, the, yeah. The guy has the amazing Biggs mustache. In the yeah, and they've used the helmet. Oh, you mean the commercial? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, it's yeah. a PlayStation 4 commercial. That uh, is... You said trailer. I'm like, yeah, they, I mean, no, yeah, yeah, it's a PlayStation no, 4 No, the commercial, that, that, that one, what was it? I Halo cried. 3 that they had the, they have the, the model or whatever. It's like, the the idea of the commercials was it was set in a museum for what yeah. had happened. Oh, yeah. that was four. Those were amazing. Was it four? Yeah, whatever. No, it was. that was Halo. No, that, that was, was three. three. That was three. Because they every they they sort of play off the idea that the chief is dead because at the end of the game he disappears. Right. That's a, he it's, disappears it's, it's, at the end of three. No, but yeah, but in the in universe commercial is the chief has disappeared and he's dead, which is why there's yeah, they, a museum. I think them. it's three. Yeah. I thought it was a four. It is Halo no, three. three. Uh, but yeah, well that's the thing is like you can have these little spots that are really cool and they yeah. work out, but when you try to do it as a big motion picture, it just doesn't work. Because the and again it's it's so we were talking about Gambit. Yeah, Gambit. Yes, Gambit. <laughs> Well, one of the because Gambit has already actually lost his director. I didn't even realize that there was someone attached to it. Rupert Wyatt, who did Planet of the Apes and something called The Gambler, um, exited. 
the thing with Doug Lyman is the fact that so many of his films go to massive reshoots and right. re-edits. Mm, uh, that's true. Uh, born, his Born movie was reshot. Mr. and Mrs. Smith was reshot. Jumper had to replace it lead actor <laughs> after it was weeks into the shoot. And then I mentioned that one of his first films was the small Wasn't scale. Wasn't Hayden Christensen in there? Yeah. 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 But he wasn't, he wasn't the first actor to do it. Um, uh, as I remember with Go, and Go's a film that follows all these different lines. They cut the living hell out of it right. in, in, after it was already made. They, they, well, here's the lock. No. So with him having a busy schedule, I don't know if they're going to allow himself that much time to be able to redo it. And if he doesn't have the kind of control he seems to have on a lot of other films, I think, who knows? I think they may wait to see how Deadpool does before they press further into production. Oh, yeah, this Deadpool movie. Oh, which, yeah, that's which February. Hopefully will be entertaining. To say Such an odd month. Yeah. I know, right? We saw, what did, wow, we saw some trailer in front of... Uh, well, they had to... I think, I think the reason why they're not pushing for summer is it's a movie that, to get made, they had to negotiate a lower budget, specifically to get Fox to do the okay on it. Yeah. So it's one of those movies that Fox doesn't trust it, but they're like, we can do this here. It, here's how much we want to do this movie. We'll cut out something like $30 million from the budget. I think that I think it's the you said it right there. Fox doesn't trust it. I think Ryan Reynolds is he was the one who pushed this film to be made. Fox is like, ugh, you know, they right. they've been burned so many times on their right. on films. They, they well they 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 pulled like what well, they what's did the for thing? Iron Where Man. have they been burned on? Fantastic Four. Okay, that's three it. Three times. That that's their fault. Yeah, X Men Last that's Stand. That's their fault. X Men Last Stand made money. X-Men Last Stand made more money than X2. Wolverine uh, Origins. Wolverine made a ton of money. Again, and it's it's, uh, critical failures versus monetary failures. So bad in their failures that Marvel's actually picked it back up. (laughs) New movies coming out in 2020. No. No, both Fox and Marvel have said that's not true. Yeah, we'll see. They said that the Sony thing wasn't true for a long time, too. I think they're waiting. Right, but it's the... Look, Sony... uh, Fox's failure on Fantastic Four was hiring... uh, What's his name? Josh Trank. Josh Trank to direct Mm -hmm. a man who made made one movie and basically followed the script that uh, that was written for him to the letter. Yeah, but the cast and everybody... I mean, that that whole thing was just... It was... He wasn't ready to do a film of that size. Right. You can't... I mean... Yeah, that's true. As much as you want to do that, to give a film like that to somebody who's, you know... Hot indie, and he different. Made his you have to have, Chronicle. yeah. Well, you have to have a huge support system, and I don't think he reacted well to a support no. system. He, I think he wanted to do everything, mm-hmm. and then realized I can't do everything, so I'm not going to do anything. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm going to lock myself in my in the home I rented out and, and have, have my, my dogs, dogs poop all over the place. All over it. <laughs> and then I'm going to disappear. Yeah. I'm going to disappear. And I'm going to yell at the cast. People and... are going to have to shoot this movie without me, and they'll have to. Play I want. I, I. I think the most interesting thing you're ever going to get from this is at some point someone's going to do like a tell-all book, like how the Fantastic Four film failed on every level, and finally get a couple of years from now where they do that interview with, with. Uh, Kate Mara, and she goes, oh, yeah, I hate that son of a bitch. Well, <laughs> even she'll be the, the one who, that does the tell-all book. Well, the guy who played Mr. Fantastic right away was like, he was a terror to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no surprise this movie came out how he, because he can blame the studio all he wants, but that's all him. <laughs> um, Interesting to see if that guy ever gets a job again. Well, it's like... Uh, oh, he will. Someone Somebody recently will. T- retold me the story of what happened uh, to the movie, the... Uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau, the Marlon mm-hmm. Brando one, the director, you know, had that, oh, yeah. that was, worked on that movie for that decades. That was a bizarre story. And then, when, and then disappeared. And then yeah. they, well, they fired him and they made him sign a contract saying he couldn't come within 150 yards of production. They paid him his severance. And 
he because he was so crushed that the movie that was his baby got taken away and ended up the way it did. He started living in Australia on one of the islands, living yeah. with a farmer and how they like two people working on the movie found him on accident fishing. And they said, you gotta, you gotta see this, this wreck of a movie. So they dressed him up like one of the animal human hybrids <laughs> and put him in the movie as one of the extras. And nobody noticed. That's awesome. Just so how, I didn't hear that part of so it. So he could, oh, yeah, no, he was, it, it, they had an entertainment weekly story. It was amazing. Here's the thing. I don't think Josh Trank's going to be hired anytime soon. Because no, no, if you're, if he got you're fired nuts, off of star Wars because yeah, of Fantastic if you're nuts, Power. but you're successful, they'll let you be nuts. Right. When yes. you're nuts and nothing you've done has made any money and you lost. If someone at Sony goes, hey, should we hire Josh Trank? Someone at Fox will call Sony and say, he cost us $300 million. Mm-hmm. We lost a lot of money on this film. There's no reason. There's no way. I don't think anyone's going to hire him. He got fired from Star Wars a week after they announced he was on the movie. And yeah. the movie and Fantastic Four didn't even come out. That's how, that's how bad his reputation was right away. But here's Somebody where... went... Um, you don't before want to you this. before you put him on Star Wars, let's tell you the story of Fantastic Four, and then boom, gone. But here's gonna, why I think he's going to have to. Here, here's why I think that he might. He, either he'll finance his own film, or he'll end up doing somebody. Some independent producer will hire him, and if he does a good job on that, and it you know not necessarily makes money, but it's a decent film or a good film. What if he directs the making of Fantastic Four, the movie? <laughs> that would be awesome. It's just a movie about how hard it was. And he's just like perfect in it. He's just real like they cast Brad Pitt to play him. I think they'll I think they'll make their money on the box set by throwing his movie into a triple feature with the other two Fantastic Fours. The app just updated. Yeah. It's just... Um okay, so Supergirl. The next it premieres Segway. next week. Premieres next Monday. Josh yep. Trank is directing Supergirl. <laughs> uh, after seeing and the Channing picture, Channing Tatum of, is Supergirl. After seeing the picture of Red Tornado for Supergirl, I wouldn't doubt that Josh Trank is directing Supergirl. <laughs> but here, here's my question, though: a 90 minute premiere. We already know that back when they showed the first trailer back, what April, May, something, June, maybe mm-hmm. whatever it was, the whole pilot got leaked. Yeah, all 60 minutes of it. Right. Do you think they went back to add it, put in the extra ninety or the extra thirty minutes because it already got leaked? So many people did see it. This is a way to get those people to come back and watch it again. I'm intrigued. The show is supposed to be what an hour long. Mm-hmm. Thirty minutes sounds about right for a regular television show airing on network TV now. Except for uh, usually, usually it's a little and, bit more and things like that. You know, yeah, but I mean, but I mean, the because you have to include commercials on it because right. there's going to be about. 15 minutes, 20 minutes of commercial spread out. It'll be a, it'll be about a 52 minute show. Yeah. Which is usually so, what it yeah. is. So um, um, my suspicion is that the actual episode two got cut into this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I can't say for certain, but that that's, that's what that sounds like is that the 60 minute premiere was supposed to be like 60 minutes. And then right. that would have been stretched out to like an hour 15 with commercials. Yeah. And that this kind of sounds like episode two is now put into episode one. Uh, but do you think air. it's do you think it's more so that they're doing this to to get you know more of a hype since they did get leaked and I mean it got leaked and a majority of people saw it. I mean if you wanted mm. to see it you could see it. I saw a part of it and then yeah. I stopped because I just wasn't interested. And that's not again that that's not like a I saw the show and went uh I just saw the show and went like eh, she know, doesn't whatever. have a goatee doesn't have a goatee no <laughs> uh, or no, does she? No, she doesn't. I, I just saw that I I saw maybe. 15, 20 minutes of it, and then I kind of went, eh, 
all right. I kind of I kind of get what the show's doing. Whatever. And I just yeah. like, all right, I'm done. Ethan, wait till they do the shower scene, then decide if she has a goatee or not. Um, I didn't care for the like again for me, and it's one of those <laughs> things like it, it looks like you know Ally McBeal all over again. It does. It's got that. Yeah, it, that was the problem with that first trailer. I was like, eh, yeah, and it will even looks like every other. It felt like you know that the Wonder Woman all over again, where it's like, oh, really like. I really he, need to know, like, it's like, oh, look at me working for a newspaper as an intern, getting paid $70,000 a year. Look at my massive apartment, all my problems, mm-hmm. and I have to be a superhero. What? It's like watching Friends all over again. They're young, good-looking, and somehow have an apartment that they can afford. It well, was rent-controlled. It doesn't matter whether it's rent-controlled or not. She's unemployed, and the other one works at a fucking coffee house. <laughs> you do not afford an apartment they're, anywhere they're, they're in New York. They're paying the 1930s $200 yeah. a month price. Well, it was her. It was Monica's aunt's apartment, and I'm not getting into friends. So she's from the 1920s, you say. They've okay. been whoring themselves out. Yeah, there's there's no rent control from 1933 that still um, exists. But no, the one thing they did say about Supergirl is that they are going to have the show feel more like the Christopher Reeves Superman than the new, you know... Well, then that didn't come across as Man a of pilot Steel. at all. So, I mean, yeah. I can say that all... Again, well, I marketing. hope they don't do the Man of Steel. That's going to be an odd show. <laughs> it's just her running through puppies and kittens for 90 minutes. Just, I have, to, I have to go put out this fire. Boom, straight through an animal shelter. You know, just, what Man of Steel did you watch? The Man of Steel movie where he flew, he flew through a Sears and probably okay, that, killed yes. a thousand people. <laughs> Puppies and kittens. He, where, where they, where my favorite scene of Man of Steel, where they throw a, a gasoline tanker at him, and instead of catching it, he dodges it, and it blows up <laughs> in the crowd of people standing behind him. But that could have been the most chauvinistic thing ever. <laughs> instead of people or things like that, it's puppies and kitties because she's a girl. So basically, J. Michael Straczynski wrote Superman Man of Steel because that he has that great issue where Superman swoops into the town and says, don't sell the drugs in this town. Right. You can go sell them in the other town. <laughs> Just not this one. Just not this one. <laughs> <laughs> and no, the implication was that the Man of Steel movie had Superman no, flying I know. through puppies I was, and kittens. I was joking, making a joke. So, yeah, no, like, no, the, if they're trying to go for Chris Reeves, that did not come across at all in that pilot. So... At least from what, what I saw, I mean, I can't vouch for everything, but I go like, really? That's That sounds like marketing buzz, not what's actually... Speaking about superhero shows or comic book shows for girls... Why the Last Man is going to be on FX? So it's four how girls? is that it's just going to have a girls? lot of girls? Yeah, because yeah, well, I don't know how okay, that's four well, girls. It's as Chris will tell you. One of the books, if a girl asks that she wants to read a comic book and she wants to read a comic book, you give her Why the Last Man. You give a, her fables. No, it's not a girl. It's anybody. Anybody. Well, that's yeah. true. I mean, it's a good comic book. It's, it's a great comic book. The best thing that I saw for it, I don't remember who tweeted it, but someone said, "Let's see how Hollywood figures out how to shove a whole bunch of white thirty-something males into this series." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, why the last man has actually got the I'm glad option for FX. For FX. Mm-hmm. And I, that, I mean, FX does great stuff. They've well, I'm just glad Brian K. Vaughn finally figured out something that he could sell. Yeah. Well, that's well, interesting because I remember... Well, the, all of his other projects, he hasn't sold any of them. Uh, the only thing I'm afraid of is that it'll just become another police procedural like every DC Comics show out there. Mm. Gotham, The Flash. Gotham's a comedy, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is a comedy. Well, Constantine was Constantine was was monster detective. Yeah, might as well be. Uh, the Flash is 
well, monster the, of the week. Like, in terms of use the thing with this, though, the, the thing, the different things with this is, isn't Vertigo at least somewhat creator controlled? Yeah, but iZombie is Vertigo, and that turned immediately into a police procedural. Yep. But wasn't that what the book was? No. Oh. I never read that. Book. And, well, technically, Constantine was Vertigo, but then went to DC. Yeah, but still, it always just became a, like, I'm a, I'm a demon detective. I'm a you demon detective. That's what they should have called it. Demon, demon detective. detective. Preacher is another show that I'm kind of worried. Like I have no idea how the hell they're going to do Preacher. It's going to be. It's going to be, like, be a demon detective show. Is it's that FX be, or is that no? Uh, that's uh, AMC. 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 Yeah. That was the other thing. Like AMC because that book that book is worse than an R-rated film. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, it'll it'll be toned down, but I think they'll do like Walking Dead where they'll they'll have that happy medium. Well, F- Please, F- this Rassen Frassen. Look, there's an there's an entire issue of Preacher in which Jesse and Tulip have sex the entire issue. Right. That's all it is, is they have sex, they talk for four panels, they have sex for two more panels, then they talk for a couple panels, then they have sex again. It's just like, well, they're not filming that episode right. anytime soon. But FX does, I mean, they have really racy I mean, stuff. Have, there's a difference between racy and, 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 and a book in which every issue features at least 45 F-words. I mean, it's yeah, just it's, crazy. it's preacher, and Seth Rogen's working on it. So I mean, if they do, if they know. do the family, because Jesse's family is straight out of a horror film. Yeah, oh, they're, they're basically the Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, the, the flashbacks to to his family life is is like stomach churning. Yeah. So what you're saying is there's going to be should have picked this up instead. Everyone thought it was going to be yeah, HBO. HBO. That's where they originally. But it, I, I think the problem is HBO looks at it and says we can't do just six episodes every three years to do this. It's right, just, right. You know, the, and and also it's. It can be a cheaper show, which is kind of why I thought HBO might eventually pick it up. But do you think HBO HBO spends the majority of their money now on Game of Thrones? HBO only spends its money on Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones because it's, it's some the biggest most rated show that they've had, and then yeah. they've got Westworld coming out next year. But again, that's yeah a mini series as of right now. Now, and my, even then, with Game of Thrones as, as highly rated as it is, the other thing with it is it's not as rated as everybody thinks it is because it gets the most pirated show in the entire yes, world. That is true. That's very so true. I got, like, for me, my nightmare, uh, my nightmare scenario for Why the Last Man, which I'm excited for because I love that book, is everybody's like, oh, the men are dead. How do you think he died? And then it's, you know, it's like, well, he was stabbed by a knife. The disease made this man crazy. And that's that's the entire show every week is no, figure, my, my Do you think is, the audience all the men, all tired the men, of it? <laughs> Uh, if they do the show like the book, no, it, it's really it's a really interesting premise to see the world fall apart. And it has that, you know, you can do sort of that walking dead like it's the post apocalypse. Right. You know, just half, to point half out, the planet is Sebastian gone. just said that if women were running the world, it would fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think Brian Please. K. Vaughn said that when he wrote the book. <laughs> this is, uh, Sebastian's very sexist tonight. <laughs> It's because Shauna's not. What did here. I? He what isn't. did I say that was sexist? Well, the puppies of the world. It's like you and Ti. <laughs> That's it. Both you and Ti just hate women. Yeah, I, my my nightmare scenario is all the men died except these ten. Right. And then it just becomes you know the the there's a guy here and then they try to find the next man. Right. And they try to find the next man. Well, it's like the the last man on Earth show. You, uh, yeah. you thought it was going to be literally something about. Uh, the last man on earth. But right. Then all and all of a sudden they started six other people six show up. It has it in the title. I know, but then why would you introduce Especially six since other season one was pretty much all just him by himself. And I'm sure they're like, oh, yeah, that's just it. him, that's and, all him the and the girl, and that was it. They went, we well, that's, can't that's do the this. problem is you, if you have a concept like this and you don't stick to it and you're trying to find something, you know, then you're in 
Battlestar Galactica territory from the 80s of like, well, they're searching for Earth. So every third episode is about finding something that's that like looks Earth. like it's Earth. Mm-hmm. And then they get to it like, nope, it's not Earth. And that's kind of the thing here is. If, well, that got squirrely because they ended up going back in time to find Earth. And, and I just remember Ice Planet Zero. Because um, why, why spends a lot of time before, what is it, the astronauts, I think, is, yeah. is the one where the, the, when you finally find out there's another, mm-hmm. there's another human being, there's another male that's still yeah, alive. Yeah, because he was on the space station. Yeah. Spastation. I mean, if Plus, they... the most important thing, though, is who do they cast as the monkey? CG monkey. CG monkey? Oh, uh, why are we going to do crazy? We're going to do Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Yeah, it's going to be CG monkey. Well, that that, that fails. No, the, I hope the bear's it, I mean, probably dead. I'm super soaked. It's FX. I mean, they're doing The Strain. They did Justify. They've got, they, they did Sons of Anarchy. They can do a show like this. Who's Krusty's monkey? They should get him. Bobo? No, they should get is the bear. Bobo? Uh yes. Mr. No, is it uh, Mr. Tiny? Mr. Tiny, yeah, I think. Mr. Teeny. Mr. Teeny, that's Mr. Teeny. I was thinking Furious George, but that's uh, that's Mr. Burns' monkey. (laughs) Furious. No, they should get the the monkey from BJ and the Bear. Furious George one is so good when they're they're knife fighting. They call him Furious George. Oh, he ain't going to be pretty no more. (laughs) They call him Furious George. For some reason, while I'm driving home, I thought of the... Where Homer buys that little, tries to buy that little car. It's made in country, no longer exists anymore. And he gets in it and it starts to fail. Put it in H. <laughs> Takes one canteen of kerosene. <laughs> for, 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 for Hector. For Hector. Uh, <laughs> it's made in country, that no longer exists. Put it in H. Put it in H. Put it, oh, my God. Yeah. I think and they can do find it. a way to use that line. <laughs> H? Yeah, I did it to Mikey. What? Because he like missed it, hit it in neutral, like, put it in H! And we nearly died. We need a load of right more kerosene. <laughs> I, think, I think they could do, I think FX can do it. Uh, yeah. They're doing, a, I mean, like, the strain is really, really good. It's it's kind of cheesy, but it's really good. And I think they, they can match the tone of the book. Well, they have Bast- uh, the Bastard Executioner. Yeah, I, I don't... And that one's pretty... Yeah, my my big fear is it ends up being another DC police procedural. That's my big thing. Otherwise, I think it's going to be awesome because the book is really good. I like, well, if it's not on network do, TV, I mean, too. I mean, everything that you mentioned is a network TV yes. show. So yeah. Yeah, it lends true. itself to that because it it's network TV still produce. believes that people won't watch shows from week to week. Right. You know, d- despite what Walking Dead and Sands of Anarchy and Justified and all these other shows have proven. Yeah. So when you're like, no, 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 no. the Lost Model doesn't work. Nobody right. watched that show all the way through because, you know. Some people stop paying attention. And, but yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. It's Why the Last Man. It's going to be, I mean, I mean it's, it's a book that lends itself to having, like, even if they don't, like, I, I doubt they're going to do, like, shot for shot, you know, page for mm-hmm. page. But it's a God, book. God, I hope not. It lends itself to really, really awesome potentials because the book carries so much, like, what does happen to a government uh, when half the population disappears? That's, I mean, that's a spooky thought. You know, planes drop out of the sky. Right. You know, just a lot of male-dominated jobs. You know, there's, like, that great moment. I think it's, like, an issue one or two where, you know, it's, you know, paramedics. Like, her partner, you know, you know basically drops dead in the middle of, uh, in the middle of helping somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, police officers just, you know, crashing head-on to other, you know, oncoming cars. And he did a really good job sort of setting up, like, that apocalyptic scenario and it's well they changed the name to the walking why the last man <laughs> well and, look and, here's and the you, thing. you've got like world. great potential with uh, the amazon tribe who they go like they become like that crazy cult where they want to kill yorick because they feel like like no this is the apocalypse oh, yorick, I knew and well. it's it's god's will so we need to kill him yeah. so we can just die in peace 
So, I mean, here's the thing. Look, we are now in a era in film and television where we're wanting more women to dominate the screen. And this is a perfect opportunity for that. Yeah. Um, no, I love the comic. It was It's one of the first comics that really got me into reading comic books. I remember... I picked up the first trade, um, like, shortly after I picked up Walking the Dead's compendium. And, you know, from there on, then on, I've been reading it, and it's... Do you think you did wait for Walking Dead's third compendium? (laughs) Because it just came out. So, speaking of comic books, Marvel is very super late on their new, now... Release dates don't mean anything to Marvel anymore. (laughs) Well, they pushed back to Uncanny X-Men 600, which was supposed to come out before the end of Secret Wars. Wasn't Mark Wade writing the Avengers? He is. He's uh, writing the Avengers book, and still, it's late. Yeah, Uncanny X-Men, right. the, the new Uncanny X-Men book got pushed out of the entire year. It's in yep. January. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary X-Men will be the only X-Book that gets released in October. Um, the other, and I can't remember the, the all-new Well, Bendis X-Men. can't write ten books at a time. Man think, has limits. Well, he's not writing the X-Men books. Oh, that's right. He's done. No, Do you think some of those writing. got pushed back because... Uh, Secret Wars is taking so no, long. No, they got pushed back because they're not done. Yeah, that's, that's this just... is they they can press their time because here's the thing: what happened with Marvel now, the original Marvel re- relaunching everything that they can, is they gave those guys so much lead time that even an artist like Jerome Pena, who has trouble doing a monthly book, mm-hmm. did the first six issues of Avengers, and they came out in the course of about thirteen weeks. Right, because Avengers one came out two weeks later, you got Avengers two. Two weeks later, you got three. Then you got four the next week, and then five two weeks later, and six two weeks later. Uh, we're seeing this with the new, all new, all different, all now, now, now ness. <laughs> Amazing Spider Man two and Invincible Iron Man number two come out on Wednesday, two weeks after the first, after the premiere. Wow, really? Yep. And there's only and, and I think part of the reason they may have moved those up is because there's only to, to fill, fill the, the holes. Gap. Well, there's only three number ones this week instead of. I mean, you're talking about launching thirty titles in the course of three months. You have five or six titles every week yeah. as, as new number ones, and they're already, you know. I got to get in and get my books. Nice. I'm so far behind. You should probably make that a part of, you know. <laughs> Some sort of weekly routine. Yeah. I think I'm just going to have give Chris my credit card number for the shop and just have him bring my books on Saturday when he comes. Yeah. He's going to be paying for my that. books, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why would my books cost me $200? So, wow. um, you know what does come in tomorrow or Wednesday? Batman animated Batmobile. That looks so good. Didn't oh. you order that, Ethan? No, I was the only one that was stupid enough to order it. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't justify the hundred dollar price tag. Plus, I haven't picked up any of the figures yet. Oh. Uh, um, are we not going to talk about figure. Captain America taking on the GOP? No. Next. <laughs> I read that book and I still don't understand what they're talking about. Yeah, I I I did the same, and it was. It's a fun issue, but it's also one of the things like, what are they talking about? Maybe I'm just dense. Yeah, they're 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 reaching. I mean, there was, yeah, it was, it, it was it, when they had the the Cap and Falcon issues. And I, I also feel like that really late to the game. Yeah, like well, that no, but that, for here's like the thing: six months. Cap when they did Cap and Falcon in the regular Captain America series years ago, yeah. after McNiven's run or whatever, they take on a, a a group that is basically the Tea Party, right? Right. And it's it's just right out there, and and that was I mean, that if anybody wants to say anything about it, that was the point where they're like, hey, you're just outright saying anyone who votes Republican is an evil human being and should not read our comics mm-hmm. anymore. You'd also say that if you're talking to Axel Alonso, but whatever. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, 
I I read the issue Saturday and I Friday. I don't remember that being in there. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if they're trying to say that that's what Shield is because Shield basically kicks him out, right? For for something he says that's that is not even anti-American, really. I don't. He just seemed to question Shield. Yeah, it was it was something that I mean, I've, I don't know. It just, I, read I, it. I didn't I didn't understand it. At I read all. it and I didn't I didn't like. The, I I read it and was like, oh, okay, whatever, cool. Yeah, because you know the, even the the previous run on on Captain America with him was was pretty all right. I mean, I felt the writing in general could have been stronger. Well, the problem but, with that is it got all wrapped up in Axis. Yeah, it did get wrapped up in Axis. It's like what happened Superior Spider-Man. I, I just, <laughs> I'm still wondering if they're even going to release a trade for Superior Iron Man. Like, we're not exactly sure what the hell we were doing here when we made Tony into a bad guy again right. for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Because uh, Cap was a, the, the Cap book. Sam Wilson, Superior Captain Spider-Man America. or Superior Iron Man? Superior, Superior Iron Man. Man. Superior Iron Man was a bad Superior guy Spider-Man. at the beginning of the No, book. Superior Iron Man. Right. That's what I said. Was the, the, that five-issue run was him after he had been flipped in Axis. Right. He didn't get flipped back. Cap was the same problem. Cap number one We're is like, he yeah, flipped. Yeah, he was he's kind of a, he was he's kicking the Avengers out of the tower, yeah. and he's a jerk. And then Cap two, everything's fine. Right. I mean, it was weird because I read both those issues. And like this makes no sense. Right. Because yeah. Because between immediately, it, I was like, oh, because Sam, yeah. Sam Wilson in some of the other books he was in was the normal Sam mm-hmm. Wilson. But in his book it was specifically, past, yeah, pa- uh, past post access, but he was still kind of a dick, and it was like. Why is this makes no sense from what I just read in this other book? And the problem with Axis is you read the whole thing, and go, oh, they're so all they just, mind swapped. Well, that's you read it and go, why do they mind swap? Oh, just so they can make Sabretooth a good guy again. There yeah, it is, kill Carnage again. Yeah, <sighs> but yeah, I read the issue a Thursday, Friday, maybe, and I just was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Well, and I put it down. I didn't, I didn't hate it. And I then didn't it, love and it, it. Yeah, and it just popped up on my feed like it's like Captain America. You know, I mean, so far <laughs> gives the of... left hook to conservatives. I was like. Wait, what? Out of what's out, New Avengers. I, I like the idea of New Avengers with Takasta owning yeah. AIM, buying AIM, and making the Avengers idea mechanics. Right. And that Shield is, is <clears throat> being this uh, watchdog company, and and who he's facing is cool. Um, no, it was, yeah, it was cool. Like Iron Man was good. Uh, Uncanny Avengers was okay. It's a Deadpool book, which drives me crazy. Um, well, here's the, here's the funniest thing about the uh, the whole Captain America GOP thing. Today, uh, I saw on my feed for Facebook, Anthony Mackie came out saying that he would like to run Donald Trump's campaign, which was kind of like, you know, because he, he, he is the he Falcon. Seems, he seems which, down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, because it was funny because both of those came up in my feed at the exact same time. And I thought, well, this is just kind of odd because, you know. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, re- I maybe have to reread it. And, and, and maybe... Well, we know one person who didn't read it. Ethan? No. You, I haven't. I haven't gotten my book. No, you'd refuse to read it. Oh, shut up! He's trying to say because I, I. Are you a conservative? No, he thinks I'm racist towards. No, he was actually going for the conservative. <laughs> no, I was doing the racist. No, he was going at the racist. That's, that's one of, I just. I, that's I one don't of the like, best episodes we did. I don't like Falcon as Cap because it's already been done. Bucky was Cap, you know, so we don't need to keep and making said, if, other if you, people if you, Cap. If you, don't, if you don't like rereading the same stories no, over and over again, it, if you say that, If you said that on Twitter, I'm sure they'd call you a racist. Yeah. But yeah I, no, the the, whole the episode. episode's actually called I'm Not a Racist. Yeah. If you listen to it, I mean, it's... Beginning I, to I'm, end. I'm, 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 I'm pretty, I was pretty proud of myself. It was just, boom, relentless. right in there. It was relentless. But it's just the whole bringing it to it, where it's like, oh, I loved it when it was Bucky. And I was like, okay, so you enjoyed Bucky as Cap. Yeah. <laughs> So what's the difference between when Bucky took over 
And when Cap, and when Sam Wilson takes over, and he's just like, well, it's just it's already been done before. Like it had been done before before Cap, Bucky had done it too. Right. Nomad's been Cap. Uh, um, the U.S. agent's been Cap. I said, so the only difference, yeah, but the U.S. Is that Sam was Wilson is black. U.S. agent. Does I'm just saying, there's people yeah, who's taken over I, Cap uh, before anyway. So, well, so anyway, like freak out with it's like the freak out with uh, Jane Foster becoming Thor. It's like tons of other people have been Thor. Who cares? Yeah, just have fun with the book. Well, that see that I don't mind. If you're going to make a girl be Thor. She's the only he's person. Sexist. He's just right. Oh, no, so she's the only. There's suddenly a difference there. Where it's if she like, was, oh, if, if she was there's a been black a woman holding, there's been a hammer. frog and a she's horse monster the only from space. Person that makes sense to be the female. Falcon Thor. was Cap's partner for decades. I, look, if they hadn't done it with Bucky, Bucky I was said, his partner fine. for like ten minutes. I think then it's basically blew him up. I think it's basically because I don't like old man Cap. Well, fair enough. Say you don't like old man Cap, but if anybody's going to be but Captain that wasn't America, the point. Sam Wilson is that. obviously he's, he's the, the most. Yes, I made the same argument. <laughs> so out of who's left, he's the most obvious he's person the most to have obvious the shield. Choice. I'm more upset with the idea of him being. It's not at like odds made... with Steve Rogers now. Yeah, that's the problem I have. I was like, look, this is. I thought the the characterization of Steve in this was much too heavy handed. Yeah. to basically where he was before. <coughs> I mean, if they had made Nick Fury cap, I'd be like, yeah, I understand why that doesn't make sense. Because Nick Fury is a guy who will do anything to get the job done. You know, yeah, cap would just drop the uh, Nick yeah, Fury ethics. cap would <laughs> drop the, the shield and start machine gunning everybody. Which, which Nick Fury? The real Nick Fury. Okay. Uh, Nick Fury. The, the White classic power. Nick White Fury. power. Nick Fury. <laughs> yes. Uh, is uh, that why Rich asked? Yeah. Well, it would depend because if if it was like if well, it was if it was Ultimate Nick Fury, I would be like, yeah, I could see Ultimate Nick Fury compromising and becoming a, a good Captain America. I couldn't see James Bond Nick Fury, you know, the Nick Fury that Steranko wrote as as Cap. He would just yes. like what? No, I could even see Nick Fury Junior becoming Cap because again, he's a character who knows how to compromise. But classic Nick Fury, yeah, he's not a guy who would do it, and that that would be the upsetting like. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but he's dead anyway. So. No, he's not. He's the Watcher, and even him as the Watcher is like, oh my god, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna? What are you gonna meddle with, Nick? He's gonna just gonna watch weird he, people. He can't meddle. He has to. He's just the yeah, because the Watcher never. Meddles. Yeah, because the Watcher <laughs> never interfered in anything ever. Did you read Doctor Strange? I need to read Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is fantastic. So, moving on. <laughs> Hideo Kojima. I just lost the name. Hideo, Hideo Kojima. Kojima. The greatest video game creator in the history of anything ever. Wait. What time? What? Mark that. What time is it? 105, probably about like 44 or something. Yeah. Sebastian likes something. <laughs> I like Falcon as Captain America. <laughs> So, anyways, <laughs> um, so we, we've been gentle with this saying that he left Konami after three decades. So there's way more to the there, story. There's more that. to the story, and there's still a lot. A lot of people don't know because nobody's saying anything. So basically, he you know was doing Metal Gear Solid Five, mm-hmm. and towards the end of you know the games run just before just you know the end of production, they basically you know they basically said we're taking control of the final marketing and push and everything from you guys. And basically everyone at his company, Kojima Productions, basically had to twiddle their thumbs for like four months and sit around in, you know, empty offices doing nothing. 
uh, they were getting paid, but they had no work because uh, uh, they Konami basically took over the last stretch. They even pulled his name off of the box art, his production company off of the box art and all the marketing materials for the game. So basically, he was essentially fired. Right. And he finally just was like, all right, I'm done. You know, okay, whatever. Goodbye. I was basically fired anyway, so I'm quitting, which is, I'm sure, what Kojima was, ho- uh, uh, Konami was hoping for. But there's a lot going on with Konami in and of itself because Wasn't Konami, Konami in trouble for a while. With... Konami has been in trouble on and off for a long time, but they've also a few months ago said Metal Gear Solid Five would basically be their last triple A video game title and they would basically move to mobile. Right. And there's rumors that they may want to strengthen their. Uh, they're, you know, not only just their mobile divisions, but they also make, like, pachinko and gambling machines, which is, because uh, Konami in and of itself has its hands everywhere. They make a lot of stuff. They do software. They do hardware. Mm -hmm. And one of the rumors, which, again, it's all rumors and speculation that Japan may be uh, becoming more lax on their, their gambling laws, because in Japan you can't gamble, but people play those pachinko machines for prizes and stuff. And because of that, they may want to push more of their divisions into their gambling machines, which they do make for other countries, but Japan would be huge for them. So there's a lot. There's there's a lot, and nobody knows for sure what happened or why exactly. All we know is Konami is pulling out of the video game space and moving their focus elsewhere, and Kojima sort of got left in the dust by them. And now he's a free agent. The rumor has it that he may be going to Microsoft to do uh, the... Uh, Silent Hills, that which, would be a big which PT move. got pulled from the Sony store, mm-hmm. the demo for the game. Uh, even uh, Guillermo del Toro was like, "We have no idea why." They just sort of stopped everything on it. So that would be a big move. Again, that's it's all rumors. All we know is that Kojima is now basically free to do what he likes, and that makes a lot of people happy because Kojima has been one of the most consistently beloved. Uh, well, I mean, he's he's creators. an icon. In the yeah, he he's not only an icon, but just co- like consistency. Like for a guy who's been working on, you know, who's had his hand in sort of the Metal Gear franchise for years, mm-hmm. uh, Zone of the Enders, stuff like that. Like just consistent quality. It's very rare for him not to put out a quality game, right? And now that he's a free agent, that's the big question. Is everybody's going? Well, what's next? Because Metal Gear Solid is done. Yes. After this, and they've said, well, if they do another Metal Gear Solid game, it'll just be a mobile game, right? you know, for PSP or for, mm. for iPhone. So, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Uh, I would love to see him try his hand at something else. A lot of people want to want to see him do a movie, which, again, would be very That'd strange. Be very weird. But yeah. could work. Could work. Um, it's, he's free to do what he likes now, and good for him. Yeah. So speaking him. of movies, we're going to move on real fast because we're starting to run a little long. Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens released its first official trailer today. Look good. Look good. Yes. First official trailer. First official. They everything else was called a teaser, even though that the teaser that they showed at Celebration was longer than this. <laughs> a lot longer than this. Yeah, but that was considered a teaser. It was good. It gave you a little bit more story beats than anything else so far. Here's what I was worried. I was worried that it was going to spoil. Too much because we're getting closer. All the trailers we always see spoil. To well, me, there's that shot in it where Han dies. So. <laughs> the mm-hmm. movie poster that was released yesterday, yeah, or Saturday, it was, uh, Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. I think spoils I think more than the trailer did. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, let's go with the trailer. 
Ethan, you're not a big Star Wars fan. Did you see anything in there that you liked? Well, it definitely looks more real, I would say, as as opposed to like older Star Wars movies. You know, it's not uh, in the prequel films, especially with heavy yeah. CG. It was like you know, it looked less cartoony. See, so. one of the problems, one of the pro- biggest problems I had with the prequels, other than the story acting and things like that, was that when you opened up the CG, was it, it lost its intimacy. Mm. You know, everything became more, it became grander, and you lost that, you know, that intimacy that you had in the cockpits and things like that with yeah. Star Wars universe. To me, even seeing this trailer where there are a couple shots that are, you know, grandiose, it's still there. It's just from looking at it seemed to have the intimacy that I was missing. There's a lot of, ma- well, there's a lot of new uh, practical effects, a lot of makeup effects mm-hmm. are back, full scale models, lots of miniatures. I'm sure a lot of that stuff's going to be augmented with CG for sure. And some, a lot of it is going to be just CG in general. Right. And to point out, especially because it's J.J. Abrams, not a single lens flare. Yeah, I noticed that too. There were, I saw a couple. There, yeah, there's no, one. there's light reflecting off things, but it's not. But it's like, not like in the poster. Not, it's not like Star Wars where uh, Star Trek where <laughs> right, the center <laughs> of the poster. Yeah, yeah no, it's not like the, the it's not like the line of lens flare like the. Yeah, it's not like, the, well, the no, he, circles. That but like going. he said with Star Trek, that was more of a stylistic choice. Right. It is, but it's also something that, that he. Yeah, he like does there, all there, the there's time. moments in those movies, like Super Eight has it too, where it's like, what's happening? Ah, my eyes. Um. But I do want to say something that I just saw because uh, now all these sites are like posting things that people are saying about Star Wars. So I thought this was pretty funny. Making Star Wars fans watch Monday Night Football to see a new trailer is like making football fans watch episode one to see the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. Did you see, you saw the meme that I sent you, yeah. right? It was uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and it says there's a disturb. I feel a disturbance in the force. Millions of Star Wars fans, or millions of nerds, have to watch Monday Night Football in order to see Star Wars trailer. It was like millions of nerds will have to watch football for the very first time. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, also, I mean, it's also, I was looking through Facebook, and it's uh, Fandango's site crashed because of how many people were trying to pre-order. The first night ticket sales, first of all, Europe... The their sites all crashed today because people were going on it assuming that they were going to be able to order tickets. order tickets. Uh, it almost wasn't, it wasn't worldwide pre order for tickets. It was just I think U.S. Correct. Right? The. Would buys tickets now? The um, United States earlier today almost crashed because people were going to it until they said that it doesn't begin until the football game begins. Right. And. Fifteen. When I got, I got a text message from Ten, Fandango saying they're now on sale. Fifteen minutes later, the first night was completely sold out. Well, for sites that deal with Fandango, it's not like every theater is already well, sold out. Well, even like MovieCo that was here didn't start their their pre-orders, if you will, for tickets until you know probably seven o'clock, six mm-hmm. o'clock. I think I got an email, you know, that said that now they're doing tickets, but all those were selling out. So now here's the question: Are you going to see Star Wars more times than you saw Guardians of the Galaxy? You can't see anything more <laughs> times than you saw Guardians. He's going to be watching Guardians of the Galaxy on his phone while Star Wars is on the big screen. It depends. If Luke Skywalker dances, then yes. And that's just for you, Chris. just for the five minute scene he's in in Episode Seven, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Speaking of which. Um, and more than likely, yes, I will probably see it more times in the theater than, because I know at least I'm already go- I'm going to see it the seven o'clock. I already have my ticket, uh, the opening night. I will most likely see it the next day 
at the IMAX 3D or within that. Yeah, remember the last time you did it that? It wasn't shot Guardians. in 3D. Oh, I thought it was the Spider-Man 3. No, oh, Guardians. Well, that it wasn't shot in 3D, Rich. Why would you waste the money? Because I converted the original Star Wars trilogy into 3D. It wasn't. Why? Why would you do this? Why it would you worked. ruin the integrity of the movie? It worked because it, what it does is it, it, it did a great job of pulling the depth out of the scenes. So you were able to spot, like in the canteen and things like that, you were able to see a lot of the background aliens a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's called the placebo effect. <laughs> Whatever, it's not. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Sebastian. Okay, yeah, speaking of pulling things thing. out, <laughs> Whoa. I don't know how that's a segue. Uh, the poster, this is the one thing I was going men- to in the opening I was going to mention. The poster, um, you, gotta, you mean, I- I've dissected this thing left, cool. right it's up cool poster. Down. It's not a Struisen, but they already did the Drew Struisen poster already. For See, here's the thing, though. Why is it not a jurisdiction? Because he did his already. He did it. He did but it. But that's for... the thing, is all the theatrical release posters for... The the special editions and the prequels were all Struzan and posters, right. and he's done other posters for it. This is he the odd the thing with posters this. Also. This is well, there's a reason. He is in Harrison Ford's contract. He is the only person. Drew Struzan is the only person that can paint his face in likeness. Yeah, then that's why this one is so confusing. It's and what Photoshop. this is is it's a Photoshop of a number of different artists. Yes, that's the weird thing. When was started to kind of figure out what this was. It's a bunch of different artists that put this together. Now, I don't hate the poster. I thought it looked like a very Drew Struzan poster. My friend's like, oh, it's too busy. And I said, did you see episode two? Right. The episode two poster is really busy, too. Well, you, I mean, you, you put on Facebook, this is a Star Wars poster. Because I, I was very like disappointed in, the, in the, the D23 poster. Which was, which because was the actual time, Struzan poster. Yes, yeah, the Struzan poster, when, it first, when they first released it, it, because it was Struzan, I thought they seemed to be saying that was going to be the theatrical poster. Mm-hmm. And I said, it can't be. It's missing like half the characters. I still and think it's a nicer poster, either. though. And that's just me. I, I, know I, this just, is, this I didn't more, like that other poster. No, and, like, this is the more like iconic Star Wars style poster. It is definitely it is definitely busier than anything that. But the, I, I prefer the minimalism of the last poster. Because this one looks a lot. To me, this looks a lot like the Empire Strikes Back yeah, B poster. Yeah, it does. It does. The B poster for it with everything around it. Now, oh, the yeah. Difference the original being, B poster. The difference being this movie has a lot more characters than Empire had yes. that you would want to put on the poster because you're trying to get you're trying to get um, uh, the main bad guy. Kylo Ray. Like, Kylo Ray. his name? He's Red. the biggest yeah. guy. So he's the biggest. He's the most important character of the movie. He's the largest. And Finn and Ray. Ray is the and second largest. Poe and... Now you've got Han, Leia, Chewbacca, R2-D2, C-3PO, BB-8, Phasma. Captain, Captain Phasma, Phasma, who apparently is a large part of this, and then tons of troopers. So you do have a lot of elements that you're trying to put into it. But oh, I, and also the, uh, the new, whatever, the ship, Death Star 3. 3.0? Yeah, well, that's the big thing, is what that that's is. That's the big reveal. But now, is it, there, not knowing what it we is. We don't know what it is, you're not, you're Here's not exactly what, sure. There, there had been a rumor that came out a while back that there was a that the star killer base that they've been talking about was a super you know it, it, it was kind of a death starish type thing but they're saying that instead of being a planet killer it's a star killer right so is it because the death star 2 was already like it's, triple the size of the death star crusher. 1 it's a, it's a, yeah it's it's a yeah. dyson sphere it's a sun, well a dyson sphere wouldn't actually be a, a no it's a sun crusher that's what the yeah. sun crusher was yeah a dyson sphere would be it would be yeah it, gigantic it w- because it needs to literally be built around a sun. Yes. So, it looks well, they cool. found one now. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I like the giant exhaust port. It makes it uh, nice to taunt the rebel scum. Is that the exhaust port, or is that the super laser? Called joke. Uh, who knows what it is? Well, here's the thing. Because as we've seen with a lot of the characters and things with this movie, J.J. Abrams has gone back to a lot of the original Ralph McQuarrie art. Yeah. Which the original Death Star, that looks more like what the original. Right. And even the X-Wings have the The, the X-Wings, the BB-8 was, a char- was one of the yeah. characters he created. Well, the names that they recycled so much because of West End Games recycle all of yeah. it. Um, even even Ray's costume is a throwback to I think one of Luke's early costumes mm-hmm. from the designs. Yeah, and that's... also the Tusken Raider. Yeah, yes. Well, my fear, as I said from the start, is if it becomes a movie that's just complete fan service and it's just doing the same thing. Because I had this problem with <laughs> I had this problem with the books when they got to um, Kevin J. Anderson's. Uh, oh God, what was that book? But it's basically another Death Star. It was yeah. the, the 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 huts had stolen the plans for the super laser. There was a Sun Crusher, wasn't it? No, this was no it was no. A they, it was book. just it was just the the super a laser book. that was in a right. yes. It was um, the cylinder thing. Yep. They used the Death Star skeletal remains. Uh-huh. Kevin Jansen used that again. Uh, there's another one. It was it just it was always a super weapon. It was the Sun Crusher. It was the the Devastators. The Devastators. It's just like that's all it ever was. It was never just, they're just the effing empire and right. we need to stop them sort of thing. So it became, it was always kind of looking weapon. at it this way too. I'm going, uh, I don't know. Well, do you think it was too much of a big, I mean, like no. Travis would have freaked out if he sees this poster. Well, it's also, I mean, like that could be in the movie for two seconds before they do anything with it. Cause they still have two more movies. Right. So I, I well, I think the, with, the thing with it is where, where do you want to reveal that that's part there of the plot? Because um, the Death Star is in the original posters too, and nobody went, "Oh, what, what was that?" In the Not background? the original posters. The original poster was just the word Star Wars, right? But the the famous poster for the film with you know Luke, yeah, yes. the Howard, the Howard Shaken yes. or whatever design poster. Yeah, and it's you know again, everyone's kind of. It, well, I think the difference with that is at the time, that's a new element. You're not exactly right. sure what it is, where it's a throwback piece here. And it's, you're telling, it'd be as if they didn't really reveal that the Falcon was ever going to be in it, and they put on the poster that the Falcon's in it. I understand it. it it's hard to do it. It's like you've got to do a poster that, that, that does the film, unless you're going to do the Jedi, the style A poster, which yeah. is just the saber. Mm-hmm. But it's still a different time. You have to have... But it's also, I think, for me anyways, like as much as I... Uh, you know, we're all nerds. We have that same inclination. Like, oh, what is that? What is this? You also have to remember there's, you know, millions more people who just go like, oh, another Star Wars movie. Cool. And they go, oh, hey, is that like another Death Star? Awesome. Oh, it, look, it looks like a Darth Vader's back. Cool. Oh, Princess Leia's young in this movie? Oh, but wait, maybe that's, you know. Did I noticed that in the trailer. She looks a lot like Leia. Yeah, uh, but that's the thing is like it. But here's the thing: that's that when, that's that two minds thing where it's like I also go. It's like yeah, the the poster's not for me. The poster's for regular people to look at and go, oh cool, Falcon. Oh cool, there's a dude with a good person's lightsaber, and there's a dude with a bad person's lightsaber. Well, if you look at this, the Death Star 3.0, as we're calling it, is on the blue side of the screen. Wouldn't it be kind it's of a force field? No, wouldn't it be kind of ironic or a twist if it's part of the resistance? They're blowing up Empire planets. Well, and they steal Michael Piku, Michael Piku McDowell's entire uh, Black Freak crisis. Well, there's some people <laughs> also the, saying uh, Seventh Fleet. Well, that was what that was the point of the point of the uh, <laughs> the creation of the Seventh Fleet in his trilogy, 
and especially the K-Wing, is when they said we're acting like the Empire. We, yeah. we built the fleet to come to crush any resistance that, that stands to us. And it is also the basis of um, uh, the Legacy book series. When the, well, when the Carillians, yeah, well, the Carillians separate themselves and say we don't want to be a part of the Republic anymore, and the Republic goes and tries to destroy them. So, um, Rebels also premiered. Staying on the Star Wars, we'll get you know, uh, we all saw the first one. Ethan probably excluded. Um, what do you think of Rightfully. the first? What do you guys think of the the season premiere of Rebels? Rebels has just been good, in general. I, did, I mean, did I you, just solid writing all around from everybody there. It's pretty fantastic. Did this episode feel more like a Clone Wars episode or like a Rebels episode? A little bit like Clone Wars, but a little bit like... I mean, it, it's from the same teams, basically. Yes. I mean, the start it started out very Rebels cartoon. You know, it was very interesting. I didn't care about them sandworm fishing. Well, that's I'm, the thing, is the middle of it has nothing to do with what they're there to do, it just kind of felt like it, it, was, it was a little them slice trying to get them to trust them. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a little slice of life. But like, Which is fine. I mean, again, it, again, we got to... It's for kids. Yeah. So we got to sort of... I liked. Them. I wish they could have held back that Rex was in it. That would have been a nice surprise. Bob you mean Rex. for showing him before the episode started? Yeah. Bob Rex was awesome. I was... No, I, I thought Rex was that great. Was my, that, just, was my, that was my favorite, easily my favorite thing. And not, be, you know, just because, like, I'm a huge Disney guy, too. And he goes, like... All right, cool. Star Tours and Rex is canon. Okay. Happy. Now, Wolf and, and Rex. And, and it was uh, it was actually Pee Wee himself. It was, it was uh, his name escapes me now, and I feel really bad. Paul Rubens? Paul Rubens, yeah. He did the voice for Rex for the episode. And the other two clones. Yeah. But, but, but specifically for Rex, which made me, because they could have gotten anybody, but right. they got Paul Rubens to be Rex again. So I was like, well, yeah, and they've done a great job. That's one of the best thing with Rebels is they've gotten a great, they've done a great job of getting the original actors to play themselves. the voices and yeah. themselves. Yeah, they got uh, James Earl Jones to come back. Mm-hmm. They uh, they got Billy D. Williams to come back. Yep, so I'm happy. I'm pretty sure anybody can get Billy Williams to come back right now. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, he's supposed to be in episode eight. Um, well, yeah, he's got to meet his son. <laughs> see, I feel see, I, like as much as we joke, I kind of feel really bad. Then it's like, it's like, son, I fought the Empire, and you joined the, you know, especially because he has the voiceover. He's like, I've been training, you know, I've been trained all my life to be, you know, to to do this job, and now I have nothing to fight for. Because so I presume that Finn is like, you know, watching Tie Fighters, like, oh, Tie Fighters, awesome stormtroopers, I'm gonna do that, kind of like Luke at the beginning of A New Hope. Yeah, yeah. Who, when he says I'm gonna go to the Academy, he's going to the Imperial. He's Academy. going to the Imperial <laughs> Academy, and then suddenly he's like, you know, I got I, that that's that's a great what if story. What yeah. if Luke joins the Empire? <laughs> Why does this Vader person feel really familiar? Well, there's some people. <laughs> what's, were... what's the What's the name of the new recruit? Uh, let's see, Skywalker, uh, Skywalker my lord. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Interesting. Come here. <laughs> You're being advanced right now. He, he takes off his helmet, so I'm looking into my eyes, and it's just like you know, uh, you, know <laughs> you get that like you know, you rip off the Phantom of the Opera's mask, and it's a hideous monster. Like, oh Jesus, you're my dad. Um, two two things real quick. Um, first of all, we. I don't know if it was you, Sebastian, or Ethan that made the comment that so far all we've ever seen with Finn in the trailer is he's always sweaty it's and Ethan. always out of he's breath. Always, he's always running and out of breath. That was Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> because he's doing the he's doing the the Running Man. He's doing. He's, he, I think there's only the, one scene that we've film. ever seen of any trailer or any picture or anything where this man is not huffing and puffing. 
So he's doing the Tom see. Cruise. You know, yeah. Every everything Tom Cruise has <laughs> to have his running and then explosion and then getting his head knocked. And out. the second thing goes back to Rebels. Wolf and Rex seem to retain their senses. And they, I, they, they probably don't get the other like clone. The other clone, I forget his name now, uh, seemed to be very oddballish. Like he he's completely Their version of PTSD. Do you think that's what it was? In a way, I mean, like you said, they, they've had their their kind of lives ripped away from them. Right, but it also could just be a general, like, well, like the point. All the, clones, the thing that's they, disappointing they to me lives. in the episode is there's no point where he basically says. I mean, he kind of says like, I didn't understand the point of fighting in general. Yeah. But he also never says, dude, we were the bad guys. You know, because he says the Jedi didn't do what the Jedi were accused of doing at some point. But see, that was because the other when, thing. When he cuts the saber and he's like, he's a Jedi, we have to kill him. And he's basically, no, they didn't do. Because it's, it's walking that line now because they put, removed the chips. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the chip. It's not because they followed orders because they're soldiers. Because that would be bad. Um, and yet it, they still kind of have this idea that the rightful government of the of the galaxy was overturned by, you know, or was tempted to be overthrown by the Jedi. Well, but Rex does say when Wolf first draws his weapon at Kanan, relax, Wolf, these aren't the Jedi that betrayed us. And then he goes... No, I thought he said something... No, that's that's what he says to Wolf the first time. No, I thought he said something like that wasn't... Or they, you know, they didn't do what they were accused of, or something like that. No, he says these aren't the Jedi that betrayed us. Because I've watched it. I, I watched that when I went back and listened to it to make sure. And then it, it flip flops where he talks about, you know, the Empire. You know, is not what they wait, thought they were. They're got like, it. Here we go. Here we, wait, we're gonna go through here. Boom. Watching the trailer here. Oh, he's watching and... the trailer. And. Finn is not running and he is not sweating. Oh, he is on the bridge that's of the, the Falcon. One, that's the one. That's scene. the one scene. He's just walking towards the little screen there. But there is also a lens flare when they're showing uh, Captain Phasma in the red. Well, that's because it's the through guy. the window. It's a it's a falling star. <laughs> he's he's not really running here. He's pretty calm. He's walking across. There, there. are two scenes. It looks like now he's running. Oh no, he's walking there too. All right, he seems to have calmed down a little. <laughs> so on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up here for this week. Tune in next episode. We're going to talk, maybe talk about Nintendo XD rumors that it's more. Actually, no. Let's let's mention something really fast. Okay. I watched the trailer a couple of times. You know what's in it a lot? BB-8. Yes. Yeah. yeah. As if uh, as if it was really a part of the film instead Shut of just. Up. It's just going to be that one scene. Shut up. So we're going to talk about the NX rumors that it may be more powerful than the PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh, maybe touch on a little bit of Noon, uh, noon Night. Moon Night uh, being on Netflix. And we're going to talk more about Droid Rex from Rebels. Because yes. he was only in one episode last year, but I just want to talk about him. Okay. Cool. It was Paul Rubens. Droid Rex? Rex. The, Where was he in this episode? He wasn't in this episode. He was in last season. He was in the Droids in Distress when they did a Star Wars oh, episode. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, so yeah. You kept talking about Rex. I'm like... Yeah, what do, are you talking about? Rex I'm talking about I'm talking about Paul Rubens Rex because I want to talk about Paul. No, Rubens we were talking about Rex. Captain Rex. I know. But I, I don't want to talk about Captain Rex. I want to talk about. That's what I was Pilot talking Rex. about. The idea that, that if they could have uh, held it a secret that Captain Rex was in it when he showed up, it would have been a much more stronger. Scene. Right, but I think especially because they want to link to Clone Wars. No, I know. More, but, but no, that's what I'm saying. If they would have not shown, told you three months ago, oh, yeah, that yeah. Rex was in it, that would have been great. Of course, it would have been hard because then they show the second, then they show this episode at Celebration. Yes, D twenty three. So yeah, yeah it would have been impossible to keep it a secret. But 
No, they no, didn't. It was good. He was one of the because he's probably one of the oldest. Clones, no, they so didn't. They showed they showed the uh, well, they showed battle the of Ryloth. They showed the special. The yes. Yeah. So make sure you check us out uh, next week. Also, make sure you check out the Walking Dead cast with Ethan and I. And for you know where to check us out: Facebook backslash or shit, Facebook slash Nerdables. Twitter at Nerdable Show, the website, everywhere else. Hundred seven. How did Jordy ever see out of one of these things? That's bullshit. Because last week I got it right. Uh, the actor or the yeah, both. both. Uh, well, in the the show, it's he gets everything. The visor feeds into the receivers on the side of his head. That can't happen. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's that's not true. Sci- science fiction, I think, is what they like to call it. And if there's anything you'd like us to talk about or not they talk about, let us know. Right. Leave us a comment. The or just tell us to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>